The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is going on? Welcome into the sit down here on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And I'm your host, as always, the one and only, the Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God on all social medias. Join here with the guy over here, first of all, starting uh, for the Buffalo Bills podcast lineup, is starting a tackle, a montage himself, who, by the way, was just talking mad shit in the backstage. So I want to get that out. Huge. I don't know if I need a breath mint for you or a piece of toilet paper because you talk a lot of shit. And also, Montage has also got somebody to his right on the screen, or maybe your left, I can't really tell. But joining me back here, I think for the third time now, is Matt Greco. Matt, Matt or is it Greco? Tell me. Greco, come on, it's Italian. You should, you should Greco, nail it. Fucking, I'm, I'm just busting your balls here. <laughs> you know I mean? How you doing, bro? Welcome back in. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be on the uh, the sit down. I was double booked for the stand up, but I'm so lazy. I just wanted to sit down, so I'm gonna be on this show instead. And I also you know I also what, brought my sunglasses too, although they're these like 1970s pimp uh, dollar store Zoolander. So I'm I'm not even gonna. Matt, can I tell you them. something? <laughs> I thought about should I maybe go fucking grab some different sunglasses just to screw around, and I was thinking no. something like that. But I honestly appreciate the hell out of you for wearing the sunglasses. Montage, we started something. You know what I mean? If you're a Bills yeah, fan, did. you got to wear sunglasses, even if it's fucking dark. All right, guys, we're going to kick off this introduction. We've got a great show. Hit that like and share and join in here in the comments and join the good fellas here on the front lines. time and it's saturday night it's 7 p.m eastern standard time here on the built in buffalo networks facebook youtube and twitter and i i'm honestly pumped because we had mike shimberski on last week but i've actually had a chance to sit down uh no pun intended here with matt a couple times and i haven't had matt and montage on the same show at once i honestly hope these two disagree on something at some point because i'm gonna be unbiased right i'm just gonna be like the guy i disagree with wearing you guys backwards like matt is right now so so you're telling me you tell me I gotta you guys you guys have a hat thing going. I gotta get a sideways hat, perhaps. That's right. 
All right, so Juan, let me tell you what we got on the table here. You're live here in the sit-down. If you haven't done so, hit that like and share, and do us a favor. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet this. Then join us on the YouTube channel, subscribe, and make sure to come on in the comments because it's the only way you can interact with us here in the sit-down. A bunch of good fellas up here tonight. We got three paisans. I don't know if we could fucking handle enough hands moving around, but Matt, first and foremost, um, welcome back. I want to know what do you got going on in the world of content right now? Uh, you know, you got you're host of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, for those who have not listened, uh, first of all, thank you for having me back on, guys. The pleasure always to be on the sit down. But Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast dropping every Sunday on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Um, myself and my co-host Tony, we I, we we like to goof around. We like to do you know not the X's and O's, but more the Jims and Joes, and we do satirical humor. I and mean, we don't think we're funny, but we probably think we're funnier than we actually are and we like to put in pop culture references and movies and like for example the episode dropping tomorrow uh we do something every year called draft season hashtag draft szn and we rank just random topic and uh the episode dropping tomorrow we do the most overrated like athletes from movies tv shows video games so it's we just do fun stuff like that and if you get a chuckle out of it I, i feel like we've done our job Immediately, you're talking draft day stuff. So, Vontae Mack, no matter what, you know, number one, he's got to be one of the more overrated ones of all time, right? Kevin Costner in that fucking movie trades up to go get Vontae Mack. Could I have him in the end of the first? Hell, Montage, what about you, brother? Uh, have to listen tomorrow, see if he makes it. You're on with Peter, and you know, you've got some big things coming up too. I don't want you to announce them just yet. We'll get to that kind of later in the show. But, Montage, what's been going on in the Buffalo Blitz there with uh, the other guy with good hair here at Built in Buffalo? Absolutely. Yeah. Tuesdays, eight o'clock. Join us on the Buffalo Blitz as well. We're uh, going to do a lot of uh, X's and O's and a lot of draft coverage, uh, kind of valuations and stuff. Our guy Robbie's coming in. Rob, appreciate you being here, bro. And then, uh, you know, I think that uh, the offseason, you know, it's uh, it's kind of going by quick. So I think uh, there's a lot of good shows lined up here. Going to obviously get into some draft coverage and uh, it's only uh, a, a short week and a half away. 12 days away, Jim Kelly amount of time. And Montage, you're right. The off season has kind of flown by between not having shit to talk about because we're pissed off. We're not even in the Super Bowl. to here. We are talking about first round draft pick potentials to, to trading for guys like Deandre. We're just here waiting and like we're at the cusp of the season. So I'm honestly pumped for that. But uh, we have a little countdown going here in the sit-down. And, of course, if you guys haven't remembered, I'm going to start quizzing people. The countdown to the 2023 NFL regular season's first game is only 144 days now. And, honestly, that feels a lot better than 151. I don't know about you, fellas. But, what, Matt, what gets you through the offseason, you know, as far as sports and, and anything else? You know, because when we don't have those football, got to have something. Something. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, kicking in the high gear. But I just want to say that number, 144, square root 12, Jim Kelly's number, it's oh, got to be beautiful. a sign, right? And 12 days till the draft? Illuminati what? Confirmed? 12 days till the draft? What is it, going on I mean, right this now? This is like, oh we need to God. examine this further. Fellas, oh. let me pause the show Ooh. for a brief Where's second. Where's the keto machine like at when you need Matrix it? All week. What did you say, Montage? Where's the keto machine? We need to get some numbers in here. First of all, no, no, no. That's hilarious you say that because the last time I fucking gambled is the last time I'm ever going to gamble at a casino because I won 1600 on Keno 
Whoa. And I put I played 20, but I only played maybe two dollars. I dude, I was scared shitless. I told the guy that brings the cash to you, walk slow. I'll give you 50 bucks to just make sure that nobody knows that I really even want a fucking thing. So I promise I'm not going back to the casino. Indiscreet. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny that you bring that up. Man. 100 on quick draw. So I'm playing oh, the wrong game. That's awesome. <laughs> and now, of course, we don't condone or endorse uh, any illegal or under- underage gambling of any sort. Bet and play at your own risk, ladies and gentlemen. But Matt, are you much of a better? I, I, I like to uh, get my blood boiling a little. Let's just say that. Not that too much. Just just a little to to keep my interest. Now, Roy, uh, the USFL actually paid us to you know keep people entertained while they have uh, the USFL going. But Roy, welcome yeah, back in, man. Roy, like is, a half, is, is like he, a is he like show, the right? true? Is he the true like number one fan of the sit down montage? I think so. Look at his logo. He's got everything. No, he's like that was a, that was a trick right? question. Mama montage is. There you go. Yeah, Nancy. Yeah, that's, uh, believe me, I've I, I not been. invited to dinner tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road, guys. If you have a week done, to so hit that like and share. This is the sit down on the built above Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is the Sauce Guy joined with Mafia Montage, and of course, Witty Sports Seven One Six on Twitter. The host of the Witty Not Funny Podcast. We got three paisans up here. The good fellas are here. Join us in the chat. This is, of course, presented by Dove's Famous Wings and Montage. Let's get to it. So I'm going to ask both of you this question. And see what you guys think here. And let's 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 start with montage here first. Are we going to actually trade our pick at twenty seven, and and why or why yep. not? We're going to trade it because okay. I just well, think we're going to trade it, and that's kind of uh, I don't have a good reason why, but I just think it's going to be traded. It's been traded the last five years, and I just have a feeling they're going to want somebody either. Um, someone's not going to be there at twenty seven that they wanted, and they're going to go back to get more players or they're going to go up and get the person they want. Yeah, honestly. What do you think, Matt? See, I think Anthony's trying to say something. He keeps cutting I'm off. Like that, so I don't want to interrupt it. You just got to keep going, you know? If he cuts out, you just got to <laughs> keep rolling. That's why I asked oh, you. Guys, hey, is my internet cutting in and out? Oh, yeah, big time. I think his pit All vipers right, are blocking the, the, the Wi-Fi Montage and... <laughs> Mass, take this for a second. I'm back in. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, 27th pick, right? Trading. I, I agree with you, Lance. Like, I know Anthony wants us to disagree, but I agree with you. I think they should trade the 27th pick. It, it's all going to depend on how the board falls, right? If a team is willing to jump up and get that fifth year option for that first round pick uh, on a B. John Robinson, if he falls, or one of those four quarterbacks, like the cutoff after those four quarterbacks is, is pretty great, I think. Um, you know, you're past Will Levis. So maybe I saw Matt Perino project a trade of the Rams jumping up to 27, which could very well be a possibility. Stafford maybe and the swan song of his career here in the next one mm-hmm. or two years. Um, could they take a developmental quarterback to, to sit behind Stafford? Absolutely. And get that fifth year option in front of it. So I think beans in like a power position where if the board falls right to him, he can accumulate some more draft capital. We only have six picks. And I don't like that, especially a team that's so strapped and so tight against the cap as the Bills are. You need to uh, you need to fill depth with cheap guys, <laughs> and that's that's the rookie class. So uh, I'm all for trading down. Uh, I, I think they should do like a Patriots thing. Remember the Patriots during the Brady era just used to trade down and trade down and trade down and get like 
seven third round picks. Like right. Bean should do that this year. Cause I think there's, so a I love that depth, I come there's not in. a lot of top tier talent. I'm coming back in as this guy's talking about the Patriots. I'll tell you what, there's <laughs> something very at the end of the show that I cannot wait to discuss by the way. So um, my fault there, guys, I kind of wanted to just to see if I could really piss anybody off real fast and, and just kind of come back in and, and see if we could really get this thing going. So uh, I think we're all clear now, fellas, right? Good to go. Sounds good. I just went like that, and all of a sudden it worked better. I don't know what it is. but um, So, Matt, I didn't get a chance to obviously hear what your answer was to this, but I think that when you talk about the Patriots, how they were able to trade down and down, it's because that for a while it felt like they just had no holes to really fill like consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like they drafted all pro guys constantly. In fact, now we're seeing Belichick. It doesn't look like he knows what he's doing at all when we like they're drafting. So um, I think if you guys ask me (laughs) that our best bet is you see what's at 27. I don't think that there's any need to trade up. I just don't see what, what is worth trading up for. Are we going to go get some type of offensive lineman that's going to, you know, be worth that? No. I mean, I really think that the best thing to do is either take a guy like Jack Campbell. I know that we can maybe get him in the second round, but if you're not going to use that 27 pick, you definitely trade it back. You grab some more, you add, you bolster up. And I think that we do have to add more players necessarily than we need certain positions that we just don't want to overreach. Right. So I honestly like both answers there. So let's get back to it. Now, uh, let's let's have Matt take this one first. If we're going to stay at number 27 in round one, who are you going to take? It, it's interesting. I mean, there's there's not a ton of holes to fill, as you mentioned, with the Patriots. They, they didn't have a lot of holes to fill during the, the Brady era, right? They're just looking for depth guys. So the glaring need is obviously middle linebacker. And I do like Jack Campbell. And I know. You know, Bill's chat guys, uh, part of the Built in Buffalo podcast network, uh, say like Jack Campbell has is ranked 52nd in terms of like overall big board stuff. It, it, that doesn't matter to me. Like, if he's the 27th pick and he's projected to be the 52nd or 52nd best talent in two years, if Jack Campbell's an all pro, that's a heck of a pick at 27. Like, if he becomes the next Matt Milano, whether he's a first round pick or a seventh round pick, like. You, you got to hit. That's that's the main goal. You got to hit. So I would be OK with Jack Campbell. There's a very drastic cutoff to me in terms of linebackers. And it'll be interesting to see what they do, because Jack Campbell is the prototypical Sean McDermott guy. Right. Especially because he's being trained by Luke Keekley. Like if anybody loves Luke Keekley, it's Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. He's been at training camp the last two years. Me too, honestly. So Luke I, Keekley, I wish we had a prime Luke. Yeah. And it could be I mean, Jack Sean Campbell. McDermott. And that would be a heck of a first round pick. Right. So, but, all right. So, I like what you say there, Matt, because you know you summed it up well too. Just because he's the fifty-second, somebody could take him at ten if they wanted. If they really just thought, sure. I mean, look at look at uh, Mike Mayock, how he how he drafted. He's like, who the Cleveland Farrell? The fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, but montage. Yeah. What do you think? Who are you taking right now? Is it Jack Campbell too? Yeah, I think it's uh, Jack Campbell or Trenton Simpson are the two guys I like to fit into the Bills defense. Some people do like. Drew Sanders as well there. Um, he's the highest ranked in some of the other media outlets, like the Beast um, from The Athletic ranked Drew Sanders as like 28th overall. So getting him at 27 makes a lot of sense if if they think that he can contribute at a high level in this defense. I don't necessarily see him as the perfect fit kind of guy because I like the prototype of Jack Campbell um, and I like Trenton Simpson size and athleticism. And then, you know, People's knock on Simpson is the inability to re- to read 
uh, a play and he's more reactionary and makes up from from it for his uh, for it from his athleticism. I think that's great. I think, uh, you know, you can coach uh, how to read and react better, but you can't coach that athleticism. That's no. your so that's I your bringing to the table that I think is though. great. Um, and this question, it, it's I'm going to start with that because you're just talking about it. But if you guys have not done so, you are live here on the sit down on the built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Hit that like and share, retweet. Come on over, comment, join up with us. It's a good fellas kind of night here. And I'll tell you, this is sponsored by Duff's Famous Wings, where that's my highest rated wing. But Montage is, you know how Tremaine Edmonds was kind of a real athletic guy and he needed to be developed. And we saw a lot of inconsistencies from year one to year four, in my opinion, year five was a much more clean year and much more what we probably expected a little bit in year two. Do you think that Jack Campbell is a little bit more tuned up and ready to go where we can get that production right away? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's, uh, you know, two year captain now from Iowa um, senior guy who is going to come in and contribute to whatever team he goes to right away. And I think that's like all you could ask for now. They did draft a guy last year in the third round. So I don't, that's the hard part about taking an LB in the first round is you just, you know, they've had a record of this stuff where they've, they continuously take these different positions in hot, you know, top three rounds, the end, you know, not to mention, you know, all, all these guys are coming in and they're just not taken over. They're not dominant guys. So we need to, you know, figure that out. I think if they take an LB round one, that's an admission of uh, a bad pick and Terrell Bernard in a third round last year, when there was a lot of other you know, we wouldn't necessarily need a receiver this year as bad as we do if they could have taken a you know and a little more highly talented. Can I guy say this too before Matt? Before you talk, is is I I don't understand all this. Why do we need to go after a receiver in the draft? Like a lot of people are, want us to do that in the first round. I don't understand it. Like for me, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis went healthy. I, I I just rewatched the game against the Titans, and you see he was hurt with an ankle injury since then. I mean, the guy was never truly 100%. And when he was, he did his job. He didn't drop as many passes. He played much better. So I just don't understand that necessarily because Khalil Shakir, too, showed me enough last year where fuck Isaiah McKenzie. I love Isaiah McKenzie, but fuck his production and let the young guy come in because everybody was saying for where we drafted him, he was maybe a first-round talent. So I don't understand that. But, Matt, do you think that Jack Campbell is more like he could right now like maybe even defensive rookie of the year type talk. He's the most plug and play linebacker in this draft. Right. And that's what you're looking for. I think play guy. Yeah. Love a good plug and play guy. Um, But that's what you're looking for this year. When you look at last year's Super Bowl champion, the chiefs, every single draft pick they had last year made some kind of impact in their route to the championship. And we have, when you look at us in comparison, we have, Kyrie Elam not seeing the field, our first round pick not seeing the field until, you know, the later three fourths of the season. Uh, Bedford started over him. And uh, Terrell Bernard, as you mentioned, like was a healthy scratch most weeks as a third round pick. And James Cook didn't see the field till past halfway through the season. Like we and need this draft, that? if anything, every single guy to make an impact from day one. And not every single guy that may be stretching it, but we at least need our first Top two, two three. three round picks, yeah, yeah. To, to be starters. No, day we got one. we got a legit draft the way the Jet, the Jets did last year. The Jets honestly drafted their team so yeah. well that even with a shitty quarterback like Zach Wilson, they were competing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Drew Sanders is going to be interesting to me though. If if you think he's that round is two? the round pick, 
he could be there round two, but if he is the pick for the Bills, that is a whole different discussion because he is not a traditional middle linebacker. He is more of like, reminds me more of like a Lorenzo Alexander, McBean's first year. Like he had to use Lorenzo because Lorenzo has been around, but it's not really fitting in the scheme. So he kind of had to like put a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. Um, he's more edge rushing linebacker and this is a copycat league, right? Like what's every team looking for? They're looking for when the chiefs won, they're looking for the great quarterback, a la Patrick Mahomes, when the giants won the Super Bowl, everyone's looking for to bolster their defensive line. Cause they had Pierre Paul and a uh, stray hand and Justin Tuck and all those guys. Right. So the what's giants the copycat? Who, who's, the best, <laughs> who's the best defensive player in the league? You know, arguably you could go many ways, but it's probably Micah Parsons. And if you're oh. an athlete, quite as big as Mike, uh, quite as talented as Micah Parsons in this, but Drew Sanders is probably the closest guy you're getting in terms of yeah. the type of player he is. He can come off the edge. Um, so not traditionally middle linebacker. So I wonder if he is the pick, if they move Milano to middle linebacker and then have Sanders kind of be just this free roaming fluid positionless linebacker that kind of Micah Parsons is. I like that too, because Micah Parsons, whether you like the Cowboys or not, you have to recognize that this kid is like Lawrence He's Taylor on steroids, which Lawrence Taylor was, you know, we're not going to go there. But overall, I think for <laughs> me, I like here. the way that the Bills can draft in later rounds. I mean, like a guy like Matt Milano came in later rounds short. Oh, yeah. It's not like we miss in the first round, but we really need round one and round two and round three. And speaking of rounds two and three, I believe Montage is going to have a little bit to talk about that uh, later in the show about some upcoming announcements for uh, for Built in Buffalo. But if you just go one, two, and three, I thought the Jets drafted so well last year that if the Bills don't need to look for the same blueprint, but figure out where your gaps are and go get them. I, I mean, don't get cute with it either. You don't have to try and change up your deep because the defense is solid. We know that. And at the end of the day, our offense was the most inconsistent in, inconsistent thing last year. And I see a comment too, by the way, from uh, Billy Williams saying we need middle of the field wide receiver. And I wanted to address that. Okay. Dawson Knox, if he's getting targets, can, is he not our tight end? Should we not be able to maybe, maybe I know he's not the biggest guy, but maybe use him for that situation. Stephon Diggs is always down to go over the middle. I mean, a guy like – I don't think Cole Beasley's definitely – he's not coming back, I don't think. But that's kind of what his role was. I just don't know if we need to really – Khalil Shakir could do whatever the hell you ask him. You, you ask him to go deep. You ask him to go up there and catch a contested ball. The guy's like 6'10 out there, I thought. so. Um, See the I triceps on that guy? I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. What's that? You see the triceps on that guy? I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. Billy Williams can say whatever he has great triceps. First of all, Matt Milano's got got some fucking triceps. Them things are scary. Montage is too. Look, he's flexing. Are we getting into some triceps talk, guys? This is big. I think. uh, Honestly, I I love tricep tricep workouts more than bicep workouts. It fucking it gets me. It gets triceps over biceps all day. Amen to that. Hey, so um, (laughs) let's move on to our next topic here. If you guys have not done so, that. Already hit that like and share button. We're live here in the sit down on the Built the Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Join here with Matt Greco and, of course, the one and only Mafia Montage, also co host of the Buffalo Blitz. And hey, Built the Buffalo's just got all that content coming consistently. We got you up to date with the draft. We got upcoming draft coverage as well, which I can't wait to talk more about that. Montage, we, we got some big things in the works, man, that people don't even know. So we got Matt on here. And man, I was, I was actually hoping to kind of have you and Mike Shimbersky here last week. Um, 
just because you all have like takes that like I can kind of draw a little bit from. Sometimes I don't necessarily know everything. I, I might think I do, right? But you guys have some solid takes. So if you guys are out there in the comments, join up with the discussion here with the good fellas and um, let us know what you guys are thinking as well because we're getting close to that draft. Montage, what do we got here for our next little topic of uh, discussion, my friend? So Yeah, Bill's signed another uh, offensive line. Kevin Jarvis uh, added to the team. He was an undrafted free agent. So he's he could have uh, been named Jarvis Kevin, and it would have been all right with me. You know what I mean? Like low key yeah. Jarvis. You better go up there and you better fucking shove somebody in the in, to the ground and say Jarvis. Hopefully, Jarvis. Uh, you know, good uh, practice squad guy. And uh, that's probably it. What if he starts? See, here's the thing, guys. I'm, 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 I'm not expecting anybody to come in and just, you know, become all pro. But how do you know that some guy doesn't come over here and just like he wants to protect the fuck out of Josh? Look, at he's right there. He wants to protect him so badly. All I'm saying is I like that we're signing guys that are not named Bobby Hart. And and <laughs> does it not piss the, the both of you off? If Kevin Jarvis is a starting offensive lineman at the end of this season, I will pay you both 100 bucks. I no, wow, give my hundred bucks, give my hundred bucks and give it away to somebody out there because I'll we're tell you recording what, this, right? That, like yeah, we might be winning we're the recording. Super Bowl. We can go yeah. back. <laughs> All right, so montage is, is putting up money now. Uh, six, Kevin six, is three, six, six, three twenty-five. Yeah. He's he's played all along the offensive line too. I, I think most recently for the Lions, right? Um yeah. The Absolutely. thing is, I know I'm a Bills fan, as we all are. I'm hoping he's bad just so I can drop some good Home Alone references like, Kevin, you're such a disease. Yeah, it's amazing. That would be the dream. I like that because that's great for the Witty Not Funny podcast material. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe not great for Bills Mafia's Super Bowl ambitions, but, you know. Who, well, who then they can know. cut him before the season starts and we, yeah, we all win. Somebody else. <laughs> Maybe he's a real locker room jokester. Who knows? That's all I'm saying. Maybe the guy's got something to offer, but I don't know. They need that. Be. They need that with McKenzie um, not around. Overall, though, it's good to see them signing guys for the offensive line. It is something that Brandon Bean says every year that is their biggest need to address. And it does low-key piss me off, though, that we had um, – why did we get rid of Quentin Spain? And then we had Wyatt Tower, too, who actually turned out to be a pretty solid offensive lineman, no? Quentin Spain actually had an issue uh, that was between him and the and the staff, and there okay. was a lot of controversy. So he uh, basically was gotten rid of because he was a piece of shit, um, for lack of a better term. And um, Teller was a mistake. I mean, they, they thought they could get the same production um, at a cheaper cost, and and just like losing Tremaine Edmonds, I think is not the best thing in the world uh, that, you know, turned out to be something where they're going to they've suffered now because they've, you know, failed to resign uh, Teller. Yeah, it, it's crazy, though, too, like how expensive a real true franchise left tackle is like. I mean, you really think about it. Um It'd be nice to free up some money. And, 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 you know, Matt was talking about the blueprint earlier. The Patriots won so many Super Bowls because, yes, Tom Brady was great, but because the guy was never once the highest paid player in the NFL and nobody on that team really was. So, I mean, when you're not, yeah, they you're can able load to up find them, yeah. a multitude of talent, you know, and you could just keep stacking it up because we all know Belichick and, the, and whatever, they're doing some shady stuff with the NFL to keep that kind of stuff going because whatever they were doing, I don't like it. Um, I just ultimately think, I don't know if that was. I don't know. It's tough because that offensive line is truly the biggest weakness and it was last year. And I really think that it's affected Josh's game. And I don't think it was necessarily as much injury. I just think that the guy wasn't never comfortable back there. So we got to find a way to continue to bolster that up. And um, 
Let me ask you this montage. What is the biggest hole on our team aside from that offensive line? I know you're going to say linebacker, but I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, to me, it is linebacker. It's the linebacker spot opposite of Matt Milano, assuming that's assuming some things now. Um, if McDermott taking control means we're going to stay in the nickel and he's just going to call different things out of that, then I think the, you know, second linebacker across from Matt Milano matters more. If they're going to switch to a four, three and you have Milano and Bernard outside, um, then the middle linebacker position uh, itself is, is more important. And that's where the Jack Campbell pick uh, gets even more relevant for me. But if it's, you know, staying in a nickel, um, then that second linebacker position actually isn't as important to me as uh, a middle linebacker would be in a 4-3. So I think that um, getting – it's hard for me to say because offensive line is, is really just the area. I think you know, the interior of the defensive line probably is going to be where you look next potentially. Okay, and honestly, I like that last little bit of the take. But, Matt, what do you think is the – aside, you know, maybe not necessarily linebacker, what do you think is the biggest hole in our team aside from that offensive line? Uh, can I throw a curveball at you and say uh, coaching? Not head coaching because I like McDermott, but coordinator coaching. Uh, Ken Dorsey's inexperience, I think, is a huge hole. I think in the, in the last offseason, he went, here's the offense I want to run. Go get me those guys like J.D. McKissick who – didn't come around. So what's option B? Yeah, James Cook. And then you, you bring all these guys in and you, Ken Dorsey doesn't know how to use them correctly. Like how many yeah. times, especially in the first two thirds of the season, would you see, do we see Dawson Knox as a blocker? And so, I mean, uh, that that's going to be like the biggest thing I'm looking at in the off season of, especially when it comes to training camp is does Ken Dorsey's offense look vastly different? You know, I, don't like the Dolphins, obviously, for very uh, poignant I, reasons. I'm more but, like their fans. Uh, I don't like their fans, um, but I do like Mike McDaniel. I think he's a really good offensive mind coach, and I love, especially the two times they played the Bills, what they did with Tyreek Hill, and they just had him in motion every single snap. I think they were the team that right ran right the there. most motion pre-snap in the league, and it works because... Tyreek Hill is fast as all heck as it is. Plus now pre-snap, you're getting him up to full speed. So who's going to keep up with him? It just, it's just a really good offense. And that's what Dable did a lot before he left. He ran a lot of pre-snap motion, causing a lot of confusion, creating a lot of mismatches, causing the defense to communicate and maybe miscommunicate and leaving guys open. other guys I weapons that necessarily wouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. How many great, great points, Scott. How many big guy touchdowns did we see under Dable? That's handful, my thing, right? I, Tommy, I really, Tommy Doyle, I like, Deion Dawkins. How many did we see I like under Dorsey? me that curveball because let me tell you something. Zero. Number one, I was always hoping for an 0-2 count because that pitcher throws me a fucking curveball. I'm knocking it right out. Like I, that, that was the easiest <laughs> pitch for me to hit. It's nice and slow, fucking finesse. But no, I like that you said that because I really think that it's a good thing that Ken Dorsey had woes in the first season. And I'm, I use this as an example a lot because – it is a, I think, similarity, but how about Greg Roman after the MVP year of Lamar? Nothing seemed to ever get like anything close to what right. that and offense looked did. like into, you know, in his MVP year. And it's because Greg Roman didn't change much about it. He was figured out and he didn't do anything to evolve it. Right. But Ken Dorsey is the type of guy that's going to try to figure out how to, you know, how to figure it's it out because 
in this league, you either figure it out or you get figured out. And I think that Ken Dorsey is obviously stepping in with new tools and, and stepping into a first year as a play caller. And that's the same thing with Brian Dable. It took him a minute to kind of get things in the rhythm and establish the way that he wanted this offense to run. I think that it is a big two. It's a big thing too. When you have like, I'm not saying Davis Webb is a fucking QB whisper or anything, but like that guy being there too, like can low key be a difference for somebody seeing something that Josh can't, or maybe that the offensive coordinators don't. And there were some differences, you know, we have a different quarterback coach, obviously to replace Ken Dorsey. So I think that that's, a really good point there because Ken Dorsey, I'm not even looking at on the chopping block. It's obviously Leslie Frazier. And and we talked about this a little bit last week. If, if McDermott is on the hot seat, I don't think so after, you know, if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year, obviously then we can talk about that later. But I think overall Ken Dorsey just needs a chance to just like, all right, go back to the drawing board. We don't have all these expectations this year. Let's just go in and try to just play ball, establish an identity. And yes, you see that comment there, DF Forever, saying please like, subscribe, and share. Make sure to hit that like. Hit that retweet button if you're watching on Twitter. And I'll tell you what, it sucks. You can't comment. I don't understand. Elon Musk helped these people out in Bill's Mafia. But, hey, it, it's easy. Come on over to the YouTube channel and join us here. And don't forget to subscribe. So, overall, guys, great takes so far. And, Montage, we got any comments you want to really highlight before we actually move on? I actually haven't really said much because I want to tell people that Super Chats on YouTube are heavily prioritized. And I'm going to see that, right? Because I got a lot of things going on, but I'll see that right away. Take this one, Montage. Yeah, I like the uh, take from Roy, obviously. Um, I agree. I think that, you know, last year, like I mentioned, one of the holes was the interior defensive line, but that was because of injury a lot. And we were playing a lot of guys like CJ Brewer, practice squad guys were having to come in and contribute, you know, in their rotation at a high level. And they just weren't able to do that. So I think Jonathan Kingsley, we're looking at you. Well, he's a defensive end. He's on my pod. Yeah, I think he's same. I'm a huge Syracuse guy, and obviously uh, he'll take any Syracuse guy. So, that I mean, that's easy draft strategy, right? You have Matthew Bergeron's a tackle. Garrett Williams is a cornerback. And Sean Tucker is a running back. All things we could use. Let's get these three guys in there. Donovan McNabb's a quarterback. They got a a fucking Marvin Harrison coming out, too. Coming out. They got a linebacker coming out. They got everything we need. Let's just right down the throughway, pass them on over. Let's go. I like that. Any other comments you want to highlight real fast before we move on? Because, of course, we are live here on the sit-down presented by Duff Smith Wings. Join here with Matt Greco, the host of the Witty Not Funny podcast, and, of course, Montage over here. Hold on. Greg Roman did not have the talent on the team like we do. I would love to see what a Greg Roman would do with this team. Yeah. No, this I don't is... necessarily agree with that. Lamar Jackson had a free year where nobody knew how anything how to defend them until the Buffalo Bills actually lose to them in Orchard Park and draw up a little bit of a blueprint. But I think that they had talent. They had Mark Andrews. Um, who else were they had? They had a tight end that year. They had a, a really solid run game with Mark Ingram as well. Like, where did he come from? But it's yeah. the Ravens are always one of those teams that are tough. I just think that he had a shiny new tool for one year, and then he just didn't do much about it. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I don't know if you guys yeah. agree with that. Kind of similar. Anybody to knows how to do a do a run game. It's Greg Roman who ran Booby Dixon on a sweep, and I threw my hat at the TV Roll so hard smash, at the rim. <laughs> I love a good Booby Dixon reference, but uh, I think that um, Williams or Greg Roman, sorry, not Greg Williams. Greg Roman wanted to <laughs> Greg run Williams a lot, and I think Allen, you know, would fit into his style. But I think also we don't have the tight end depth 
that Roman would like. So Roman would be really good for Singletary, you know, would have been good for like a Singletary, a Knox and those kind of guys. But, you know, we never really had, um, you kind of need two and you see Baltimore now drafted Isaiah likely. I'm so jealous of that. And they have Andrews and likely now and likely doesn't get all ton of stats, but when they need him, he's there and he's quick. He's, and he's, he's a really solid tight end. I, I, you know, in the fifth round. And so is like, Rashad Bateman at receiver him? when healthy. Just saying. He's a pretty solid receiver. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what OJ Howard was supposed to be, right? Yeah, oh. That's solid, like red zone presence. And Jamison Crowder, too. Like, we expected to maybe see something out of him, and he gets hurt. And how about this, too, for an over-the-middle-of-the-field kind of guy? We had Isaiah Hodgins, real big dude, right? And I've been, I've been like, the dude's fucking biggest lobbyist forever. And now – now he's with the Giants, and he's just scoring touchdowns and thanking God because he's a humble. How the hell is Tanner Gentry? <laughs> just, I know I'm saying, like, I don't need the special teams that bad when I have a guy that's that can literally be up there in the middle of the field and contribute the way that I saw Isaiah Hodges. So that makes me wonder a little bit about coaching and, and some of the management things that are going on. But I don't really question that much to where I'm that concerned. But, Montage, anything else before we move on to our next subject? Yeah, so – Robbie's coming in here, and I think I'm going to tweak his question just a little bit to to fit uh, my selfish uh, need that that spurs inside of me when I read this question is that uh, not only who what is the best option for the Bills in the draft, but like who, if we draft X, you don't care who they pick otherwise. Like we've got a guy that you're very so excited about in whatever round and, and customize the round so it fits like, oh, man, if this guy gets to us in the third round and I'm excited, I'm excited anything you want, but I want to, you know, what, what is a guy um, at, at the value you want him? Where can we get a guy that would kind of one pick and you're satisfied because you know, that guy's the instant contributor or the instant difference maker in this draft class. So, you know, I think that in previous years, guys that were that are, um, for me, Kyle Hamilton was probably one of the better defensive players in the draft last year. But, you know, you see, obviously, the way that the draft goes. He's going to fall to the Ravens, who didn't even really, I think, even need safety. But um, I think that Jamal Adams was a guy like that. Uh, even though I like the guy, Micah Parsons, another one, too. And, you know, that was what Tremaine Edmonds was supposed to be, was the instant contributor. I mean, to like, really add, uh, not, not, uh, like, not just the youth aspect of it, too, but he just never really like we never had that real con contributions out of him. It was too many inconsistent inconsistencies. And like for me, is that going to be Jack Campbell? Then that's what I'm saying. If it's Jack Campbell, for me, the one thing that the Bills defensively pissed me off with is what's with our tackling. It's the one thing that they teach you at Pee Wee, and we just couldn't seem to do that. Sometimes you got guys like Taron Johnson coming up and, and laying you know laying bricks on people like, but Tremaine Evans is just over pursuing. I. I it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. But what do you guys think? Yeah, Anything so else Matt, you want to add to that comment? Because uh, that's uh, the host of the Let's Talk 716 Sports Podcast. Easy for you to say. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, Lance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a name out there uh, in the mid-rounds that I really like, who I think is not in a position of need immediately, but I think in a year or two it could, could very well be. I love um, Sidney Brown from Illinois. Ooh, yeah. What safety. about safety, fellas? That dude 
knows how to play. He's been a starter since his freshman year. He has over 3,000 career snaps. And some people are like, oh, that's too much. He's, you know, doesn't have a lot of tread on the tire left. But guess who else they said had like no tread on the tire, nothing left because he played a ton of career snaps? Jonathan Taylor. And he's a pretty darn good running back. So yeah. you watch Cindy Brown in yeah. his games, like the dude just knows how to play football. And with Hyde being uh, at the tail end of his career and Poyer only signing, resigning for two years, like that's a, and, and who knows with Hamlin, what, what his situation is. That's a guy who they can get, I think, third, fourth round, uh, possibly, who is who, who could be a starter down the road for sure. I, I really like Sidney Brown. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's the I toughest like that. thing is that we um, – uh, my bad, Montage. But we obviously resigned Jordan Poirier, and that's great. But my, Micah Hyde is going to come up and – you know, we still have the question mark around his health too. I know he's ready to go and all, but then again, it's – it's a pretty tr- a tricky situation yeah. for that too. So I think that that's well, why we also we signed ta- look- uh, Taylor Rapp as well, uh, who was a starting right. caliber safety. We have him waiting there, but I do like the pick at safety. We don't know. The big question mark is Demar Hamlin. Um, is he going to be able to bounce back and fulfill the role he was stepping up to take? And I know he's not necessarily going to take a starting role, even uh, without the injury happening. Um, he was never going to be the starter this year, I don't believe. But I think that, you know, he was getting such quality time that he was beginning to be like, okay, we know we can rely on him anytime these guys might go out. And um, it may have changed the entire offseason if uh, if things rolled differently. So it's definitely interesting. I think it's a great pick. Um, if we get Sidney Brown in the third, I think that'd be amazing. Um, there's a there's a handful of safeties out there that I'd love um, Sidney Brown, uh, Jair Brown, uh, like Jamie Robinson from Florida State too. Yep, Jamie Robinson, and then either the kids from uh, Florida, uh, Torrance or Dean would be decent later round picks in safety. The big thing that I want to say to for Robbie's question there is the best um, option that, that I like if we can get one of the four defensive tackles that I think would fit here uh, between Mozzie Smith, who would have to be maybe if we traded 27 back and we get him in the mid to late thirties, potentially something like that. I don't, but he, he might go, somebody might go up there and get him in the high twenties or, or early thirties. So, um, or then later rounds, it would be Keanu Benton, um, Gervin Dexter senior and uh, Jacqueline Roy. I think, any of one of those guys would be uh, one of those picks where you can now uh, have some big competition that like means something for the roster spots we're going to have available uh, in the 53 man roster. It's not Jay Quellen. Are you sure? What is it? Jacqueline Roy? Is it Jay Quellen? Is it Jay Quellen Roy? And I don't know how to say names. I hope it is. Cause it's, that's so. a, no, it's an old key and peel. <laughs> look at you guys. They um, actually like working together instead of, you know what? Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Instead of arguing, look at them two trying to figure out how to say it together. Honestly, it's special. That's right. I love it. <laughs> guys, if you have not done so though, you are alive. You're going to sit down for the built the Buffalo networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter hosted by myself, sauce, God, mafia montage, and a special guest tonight. Mr. Matt Greco. So we are discussing a little bit about the Bills' biggest needs and all this and all that. But at the end of the day, I also want to ask one more question before the next subject here, Montage, is is I honestly want to know, if you or with all these rumors that are circulating, right? There's rumors circulating about the Bills possibly trading for a running back, which doesn't make sense. Right? Because you, you said, James Cook, it's your turn. Damian Harris, you're coming in for a certain role. Naheem Hines, uh, we like to use you, uh, 
hopefully in the offense, not just special teams, right? I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And um, my apologize if I if, if I lag a little bit here, fellas. But do you think that there's a possibility that we're going to trade for a running back like a Derrick Henry, a Dalvin Cook, or Josh Jacobs, like these rumors that are circulating? Buying or selling? Matt, you go first. Oh, I am selling <laughs> hard <laughs> on that. Um, I don't think they are going to trade for a running back. I could see them taking a Tucker later in the draft if he's there round five or after or something like that, um, which I'd be totally okay with. I think, I think he's a very good player. But in terms of like trading assets for a Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs or some, you know, someone who who these Josh Jacobs, about. I, I just don't I just don't see it because that's not their identity. And I don't think they ever want it to be their identity. I think they want their identity to be Josh throws 40 plus 45 plus times a game and uh, sprays it all over the field. And, you know, the passing game will supplement the run game. That's the same same reason I don't want them to draft a running back. If Bijan Robinson's there at 27, you're going to draft. You're going to use your first round pick, uh, which could yeah. be extremely val- valuable for a guy who might get like 12 to 15 carries a game and, you know, three catches a game. Like, I don't know. I, I just. I don't see the value. I know. I love that. that I don't utilize it. Take. I think the same fucking way, bro. Like I legit think the same way. And there's David Myers, of course, one of the hardest working men in all of the, the content. Dave Myers, the CEO, Celebrity. president of built to Buffalo montage. I'm going to let you go to this one first before I kind of talk a little bit about what Matt was saying. Um, what do you think? Are you buying or selling on these rumors? Yeah, I'm going to buy it just to be different, I guess. I think that they're definitely having well, the don't, conversations. Don't, don't, don't compromise your authenticity. <laughs> no, I think that it's, at they're, at least, uh, they're at least going to check into it and see you know what the, what the price is and go from there. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen. I'm not buying that, but I think that they're definitely going to check into it. And that's the thing, the way those rumors really get started, I think, is that they literally look into every scenario. And Brandon Bean says that right out into the media and people just don't necessarily take him at his word for it, but it's true. It's like, they literally just go through every scenario they could find and see if they want to do it. So they ask, you know, what's your price for Delvin cook? What's your price for Josh Jacobs? What do you want to do? I think. I wonder uh, how they change the prices for teams. Like I like this team a better. We'll give them a discount. <laughs> no, I think um, yeah. this is what I wanted to really say though. If, Derrick Henry was like going to be offered like on a Bill O'Brien trading DeAndre Hopkins type scenario where you, you know, you're trading for a, a bag of chips for DeAndre Hopkins and you're going to do that for a guy like Derrick Henry. Okay. As much as I don't think that running back is at all like something that we are just in dire need of, Derrick Henry with that fucking t- ponytail and Josh Allen would probably be like the scariest backfield since like the possibility of Jim Brown and Ernie Davis. Just saying, right? Um, I think that I'm not buying these rumors at all, though, because really those guys that have heavy contracts, we are we don't really have that kind of money freed up. And right now we're trying to stay somewhat youthful instead of trying to be like a, a one and done type of uh, Super Bowl window. We have a much larger Super Bowl window where running back, we have to just establish the identity. And James Cook, it's running back one. Damien Harris or Naeem Hines, I don't know about RB2, but I just want that identity where we're not wondering who's going to come in and be the primary running back to kind of have an opportunity to take over the game. So that's all I got for that one. But ladies and gentlemen, you are live here in the sit down. Bill's Mafia, hit us with a like and share. And um, Mafia Montage, I tell you what, I'm I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about some of these uh, announcements that we got coming up too. And I'm also looking forward to the very end segment of getting saucy because Matt's over there talking about the Dolphins for a second. And by the way, I never commented on that. 
Mike McDaniel is not a good head coach. I fuck him. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like the Dolphins fans. They're mean. They want to fucking just make you sweat in the humidity for crying out loud. And I'm tired of it. Just give me a fucking beer and leave me alone. All right, Montage, let's move on to this next one here, my friend. And so this one, the Bills don't still be OBJ. And I'm sure that you're surprised, right? You know, there was rumors about this one, I feel like, for the last nine years of his career. Um, what do you know? Uh, what do you make of it that he signs with the Ravens and that, you know, were the Bills ever even really in on him? Yeah, I mean, for sure they were in on him. I think that uh, I'm never going to believe Von Miller again. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, but my my biggest my biggest uh, I, I hitched my train to Von Miller's wagon there. And I said, hey, look, until it doesn't Ever. happen, I'm going to trust what Von Miller says. And now here we are. And he didn't even come close to getting here. And I'm glad. I mean, I don't know what he was asking the Bills for versus what he got from the Ravens. But uh, I hope the Bills were nowhere near that price and uh you know i think that there i'm not surprised uh that he signed elsewhere but i am surprised he went to the ravens just because of their situation with lamar jackson i think you know when you don't have a a idea of what your quarterback situation is going to be next year it's tough to come in and bring in a top flight guy now i'm glad they did that but i don't know again you don't know how the situation is going to play out with lamar so I think John Harbaugh forgets that the quarterback exists on his football team. So, like, you know, you could just get Joe Flacco yeah. for one good year and your defense can have, like, you know, 30 players and that's it. Matt, what do you make of the fact that OBJ is not signing with the Buffalo Bills and, you know, this is something that we were interested in? On Do we need to go after somebody else, do you think? I mean, the fact that he has, like, negative three ACLs at this point, uh, according to reports, <laughs> I don't know if I would have been on board with uh, signing that's him challenge. for that amount of money. Um, and, and Lance is exactly right. Like never trust anything Von Miller says ever again. Like he always said, OBJ signing like next week. No, obviously never happened. And he said he was going to be back from his injury in like two weeks. No, he's out for the year. <laughs> like, just Von, we say yeah, on our podcast, for like, 20 million Von, Miller, Von Miller is the type of guy that thinks he's friends with everyone and everyone else is like, yeah, we don't really like that guy or we don't really talk to him as much as he thinks we talk he's to a him. Rep. So yeah, like he's he's got no street cred or something. I don't know. He, if he wants to be a GM, he's got to up that a no, little. No, but, ask um, Cam Newton if no. Von Miller has street credit because I think 100 percent Von Von Miller put the fear of God in Cam Newton, who's a much bigger guy than Von. I'm pretty sure. Uh, sure, so Von. Can, if you're uh, listening to this, you can fucking come on and you tell Matt to chill out over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like one thing come true. Like, did he predict that yeah. he was going to be champion of Dancing with the Stars? Like, I don't know. Like. <laughs> Well, he said Maybe it. That's he, the one said he said legitimately, it like it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when for OBJ. Like he, that's what that's what his take was on OBJ. So then, when I heard that, that's where I kind of like landed at. Like, okay, well, if he's gonna say that and put his neck out there yeah. for that, now, I mean, I get it. Guys are. I say a lot of stuff in sarcasm and just you know, out of you know mo moments like you know, take a chance and you take a sh you know, you shoot your shot and things like that. I think. um, Throw up the conversation. Yeah, we, you yeah. know, we know that Vaughn and, and OBJ are friends, and you know, he probably yeah. was hopeful. No, and, but you know, it's was, just was uh, was you know having a hype day when he went on the show and said, you know, yeah, we're definitely gonna get him, no doubt. I honestly think too. So I, I'm not like okay, I'm surprised he signs with the Ravens, obviously, because they don't even have their quarterback locked up. So, you know, we we can't get a deal done with a, an MVP winning quarterback, but yet we can go sign a guy with negative three ACLs, as we just said, right? So 
for me, it's hilarious though. He's on the way to see the New Jersey Jets. And if the Ravens just gave him a call and said, Hey, can you 18 mil guarantee? Like, come on, dude. There's no way on earth that you can give that kind of money to somebody like that. I mean, it's like we in Bill's Mafia were probably assuming he was going to come here on a one-year veterans minimum or something. Like this dude's like hoping to get like quarterback money. It sounds like it's just not what we need. And honestly, I really think that DF, you, you touched on a little bit. And he says, OBJ going after the money should tell you everything about what OBJ wanted. At the end of the day, I, I don't try to judge people, but he is a distraction. And it's, it is, he, he plays with his best friend, Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield, who I don't think was the fucking woes over there in Cleveland, but what did he do over there? I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. never even caught a catch for the Browns, right? I just think that that guy is just way too overhyped. I'm glad that we didn't even sign him. I, I really hope that we weren't really even in on him. And Vaughn Miller, you got to stop with that unless it's worth it. I mean, come on, Vaughn. Like, you can't be trying to get your buddy mega deals. It's same politics, you know what I'm saying? So, Sauce and I see Sauce this too. Guy, I just say something. It's fast. disrespectful that you say the Ravens don't have a quarterback. They have Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. There okay. it is. See, and, and, you know, this is why I fuck with that because, first of all, the Ravens <laughs> had a three quarterback thing for one of my fantasy football championships. Where if Lamar's not playing, Huntley or who I think the next guy was Johnson after him, and all three were winning fucking games from him. Just saying. Um, <laughs> overall, though, it is something that it's whatever. Odell Beckham have fun. Uh, the Bills will look elsewhere and spend their money. I think much more wisely or they'll draft them or they might not because they got guys that have enough talent to play on this roster. So, uh, and guys, of course we are actually just, I want to real fast, you know, I know, I know I'm a little capo de capo captain, you know, boss of bosses, right. But we of course are here just having a good old time. No hateful stuff, nothing but positivity. And if you guys want to talk smack to us, it's okay. Just let us know in like quotations, sarcasm, because we can't read the internet. You know what I'm saying? We can't. Well, we are happy to have you guys in here, Mafia Montage and Mr. Matt Greco, and the host of the Witty Not Funny Podcast. I'm dying to come on there, too, because that sense of humor you got over there. You talk about the Dolphins to get me going, it's going to be a lot of fun, my friend. So, Montage, <laughs> any comments elsewhere? I don't think so that we have to really check in, but we've got some more talk. No, we're good. Yeah, let's Okay, uh, so overall. I want to say to you guys, if you're just now tuning in, though, hit that like and share. This is the sit down here on the Built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And guys, don't go anywhere. We've got plenty more uh, in the show left, including the one and only getting saucy, which is going to be a lot of fun because I got some actual fuel. Like, I'm pumped about this. But now, Matt, let's give it to uh, give this one to you first. After failing to win that Super Bowl last year, why should we feel like we're the number one? Like, let's give some fucking hype and positivity back to Bill's Mafia and remind them why. We should still feel like we're in the number one team. Uh, two words, Josh Allen. Uh, he's yep. the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, you know, him and Mahomes are probably one A and one B. But w when you have Josh Allen running the helm, you are always in the game. You have always a chance to win every single week. Um, so, I mean... It, it, it's it's really two sides of the coin. I'll go quick here because I know we're, we, we're strapped for time. Oh, but no, no, no. Like, we, are, we, are, we just run however long we want, brother. We're, we are. Oh, good. Let's go all we night. Have, we have network uh, freedom. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You can say fuck. <laughs> um, it's, it's two sides of the coin. Like Half the fan base feels like it's frustrated because when you look at the team on paper, they're kind of running back the same team they did last year. 
And that includes all the deficiencies as well. Like, oh, we don't we don't have a good run defense. Well, let's bring back every single defensive lineman we had last year and not change anything up. But also the flip side of that, the optimistic side of that is this team's really good still. They still went 13 and three, despite all the crap that division. happened to them off the field and on the field. So in reality, they're only two or less games away the past three years from a Super Bowl. So it's right there for them. They should absolutely still be favorites. And honestly, too, it's not like they didn't – they played shitty in some games and still won. You know what I'm saying? So that's what great teams do is they find a way to win. But Montage, give it to us, brother, because I'll tell you, I got a great answer for you guys as well. But Montage, why should we just remind those Mafia that we are number one? And it don't matter what anybody else says. Yeah, I think the Bills are starting to get a little bit of a, on a roll there with the betters right now as well. And I think it's absolutely right um, what uh, DF Forever was saying, you know, is that – teams picked to win the Super Bowl are more likely the next year. Yes. So I think that um oh hey oh there it is. Super oh. chat. Josh Allen, it's our time. So morning Mayan agreed with you, Matt, and that Josh Allen is the difference maker. And I love it. I think you know you talk about getting the shiny new toy and Von Miller last year. Um you have both of those new you know, talents on offense and defense. Um you know, while Vaughn was new to the team. Yeah. So, you know, there was very much excitement in that. And so now this year, that excitement is kind of tapered off Vaughn's hurt. So he's not, he not start the year, um, you know, on the field, there's different things, but what you don't look at and what could be brewing here is that, okay, now we're going to watch and see those deficiencies and then have some answer for them, hopefully. Right. And then obviously there's uh the factor of being healthy. So if Vaughn comes back, say week eight, like Trey White did, well now hopefully by playoff time, you've got, you know, Vaughn ready to go, ready to make an impact on games. If he gets hot for three games in the playoffs, it's over. Like nobody, if he decides to change a game um, and, and has the ability, you know, to stay healthy, coming back it. from this injury, I think, yeah, stay healthy. you got to, you got to imagine that that's going to be a dangerous team to face in the postseason when it's a one game scenario and the game with experience too. With we're inexperienced. And Greg Rousseau. Yeah, no. So this is what I want to really say. I got a little fucking potential solution and it's going to sound unconventional, but everybody in Bill's mafia who goes and puts a fucking futures bet on the bills to win the Super Bowl, stop doing that. Vegas doesn't want that to fucking happen then. So go bet, go put it on the Patriots or the Chiefs so that they don't ever touch it, right? Stop betting on the Bills. That's montage. I think realistically that's why I didn't bet on the Bills like ever, right? Because I feel like I want to give no incentive for any fixings to come on into the fucking game. You know, and you know I'm on to them too. But I think overall the Josh Allen, yes, is the main reason, sure. But let's not act like this isn't the team currently running the AFC East that is bolstered up. Winning games when they shouldn't, and they're finding ways to get it done. That's what great teams do. I mean, I've seen games where, fuck, you know, they're throwing tons of picks, but the right moment and the right play and just that little bit of momentum sways their way. That's what Josh Allen does. And, I mean, you see it. I don't think there's another guy in the the NFL that I want on my team more in the fourth quarter than Josh Allen. And I'm not even saying that to be biased. I just legit think the way that he comes in, 
he don't get he puts it all on the line. That's a Kobe. That's a Kobe mentality right there. At the end of the day, you're just gonna fucking go Mamba. for it. I love it though. So I like these reasons, guys, and I appreciate that super chat, guys. Keep those super chats coming on in because hey, we're only getting more fired up as we get uh, going through the show. This is the sit down presented by Duff's Famous Wings live here on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the audio version of this podcast will be made available as well. And I want to say this, too, that we are moving to Thursday nights, May the 4th, be with you. So, I mean, honestly, thank you, Dave, for making it real simple for me. If it was that or single to mile, fucking perfect, right? So, you guys have to check us out on Thirsty Thursdays. Actually, my favorite day of the week montage. I was born that day. I don't know. It feels it feels great, right? Keep those comments flowing, guys, and let's keep on moving because, hey, we got ourselves a little bit of a paint train coming. We got ourselves a little paint train coming. Now, who wants to take this one first? I'll let either of you can just speak right up to it, but will the New Jersey Jets trade for quarterback Aaron Rodgers? Lance, would you like to do honors? <laughs> sure. Uh, yes, but wow. I hope they don't. I think that it's funny they haven't no, yet. Not. I think they're going to be scrambling to do something during the draft, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Listen, if you're seeing the black hat man like he is on his DMT trip, that means you're not having a good trip, uh, Pacho. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere. He's over there playing mind games. Get him Nathaniel Hackett to do whatever the hell he wants him to do. Go get this player. Go get that player. At the end of the day, that's such a difficult trade to make because of what the Packers are going to probably want and because of the money that Aaron Rodgers is owed and guaranteed, right? And why on earth would you just say, you know, I don't give a shit about winning Super Bowls, so I'm going to go and have fun in New Jersey? No. He's going to stay where he's already known everything, and he's just going to finish his career there with his guaranteed money, and that's it. Because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers just wanted to have some fun in the offseason. I think that guy's just clearly bored over there. And that's coming from actually – my buddy Sam, who is a Jets fan, he says that he thinks Aaron Rodgers is just bored over there and doesn't even think he's coming. And honestly, why the hell would you even go get him? You want to sacrifice everything for a guy that literally just like he likes to talk about DMT more than he likes to talk about football games? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. So it'd be funny if I'm they telling don't you what, guys, him. we're getting even more fired it'll up be here. Big time and, egg uh, on their face. I just don't think they're going to trade for it. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem like it could. And I think that Robert Sala is doing pretty good things with the Jets. All jokes aside, the way that they're building that team, the way that they're drafting, and the way that they already had some veteran players like C.J. Mosley still there, they're set up to play competitive football. But it's the fucking Jets. And then we have the Bills who are led by Josh Allen, so I'm not going to give them any more credit. Bontag, any comments out there you want to highlight real fast before we get moving on? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets would be a dangerous team. I agree. I think that they'll ultimately get him. It's just funny and weird that they haven't yet. And the thing is, it would be funny to us, and I would love to see it, like Matt said, if they got egg on their face and just are, you know, strike out with them somehow. And, I, don't, you know, everyone thinks it's going to happen. Everyone kind of assumes it's going to happen. But, you know, I don't, nothing's a – 100% sure thing until the papers are signed and the trade happens. So it would be great if they got uh, left without anything and then they have to go and, um, you know, try to find somebody. And it's probably be, I guess, if they don't get him by the draft, they're going to have to try to determine if they want to use something, uh, one of their draft assets for one, because they do have a uh, young Zach Wilson. And I think that's the the kind of 
Sala mentality potentially is to say, let me have Aaron Rodgers for a year or two, get Zach Wilson corrected, let Aaron show him the ropes of this offense, and then see if I would not advise that. No, I mean, like, he's got to chill out. He ain't working for him. He didn't play good at all. He's weak in the legs. Let the kid live his life. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. He ain't playing quarterback in my fucking division. (laughs) It'd be so funny if they had to go back to, like, super pouty Zach Wilson. Who they never he, wanted. He, well, you know, he comes out of there, you know, who everyone hates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's my thing, too. They're a dangerous team, sure, because Garrett Wilson and, you know, Brees Hall coming back healthy is some pretty dynamic playmakers over there for that offense, right? But I just don't, I honestly don't know if I really believe Aaron Rodgers has anything left in the tank. And if they, if he goes to the 49ers, I really am going to start just laughing my ass off because why not add a third quarterback to the mix of who's going to start for this team? This year, when we're trying to figure out how to win a Super Bowl. So if he goes to the, the Niners, I'd honestly love to see that. It'd be great content. But Montage, overall, I mean, you guys honestly believe that he has anything left in the tank to be that much of a threat? I know that he's got playmakers, but he didn't do that much for Green Bay last year necessarily either. Yeah, I think Green Bay had absolutely zero to offer him um, talent-wise on that offense outside of Aaron Jones. And uh, they couldn't really even get running game going that much even with uh, A.J. Dillon as well. So, I, you know, they really struggled there. Their defense carried them to to a lot of uh, the games they did win. And I, I think uh, it's going to be tough. I, it's hard to tell whether uh, Rodgers' magic was lost without Devontae Adams or if it was, you know, his age. He looks like a homeless man out there. He's pretty frail. I mean, when I saw him at the preseason game, yes. uh, I think it was, or maybe that was two years ago now, when I saw him at the game last year, even, you know, he's got the longer hair. He just looks like kind of unhealthy. Frank Gallagher. Me. He looks like Nick, a- <laughs> Nick Cage from Con Air. He literally <laughs> one yes. for one. And like, it's funny because Tom Brady, like as much as I hate the guy, that guy just fucking consistently got younger and like his hair, he would seem to have on point. Right. But Aaron Rodgers like seemed to just go trailer park route with it. You know what I mean? Too much Wisconsin cheese yeah. and DMT. And, and that's all I'm saying. Um, it's just whatever. Like, we don't need to sit here and feel threatened by anybody in the fucking division until we lose the division because we are led by the best quarterback in the division with the best damn team in the division and the best entire fan base in the entire fucking world of sports, right? Bill's Mafia. Because this is what I'm going to get excited to talk about. I'm not going to touch on it just yet, but have you guys heard the rumors that Mac Jones has apparently lost the locker room over there in Boston, New England, whatever the wherever the hell they are, I'm telling you. So I cannot wait to discuss this one later in the show. You guys don't want to miss that. Me getting saucy is going to be, again, about Mac Jones, but I got a few good takes on this. But what do you guys think? Is Mac maybe actually losing the locker room over there? He already has, because <laughs> I don't think he's very good. He lost the New England um, when they cheered for Bailey Zapp. Sauce God, I think you should do like a, a one-minute rant every week on, on Mac Jones. Not even about football. One minute? It could be like... Just, just follow. Yeah, just two minutes. Just follow Mac Jones's Instagram and like, oh, he's eating at Denny's. How dare you? he's lost the locker room? He's not an a alpha personality. I'm trying to he's, start a TV be an show where guy. I just go and fight him. I go and fight him, and I literally beat his ass every single time. And montage is just like yeah, fucking like a backyard wrestling yeah. with Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, except he, he he's like he can't do anything. Like he literally fucking he sees me. Oh, what are you gonna? And I just too fast, too fast. Right. Real fat well, prick. Can't see the eyes. Oh, I can't wait to give it to him and get saucy. Thank you for that, one, Matt. I needed that because <laughs> that's another reminder too that we don't gotta be afraid of no bitches, right? 
So if you guys are just now tuning in, though, and you have not done so already, do me a favor. Just hit that like and share and comment. And I'll tell you, what, you got to make sure to subscribe, follow all that nonsense and turn your notifications on. Because, hey, I'm not good with my phone sometimes. So when your notifications are on, then you get notified. Oh, shit, it is Saturday, 7 p.m. I got to tune into the sit down. Or I know that Mr. Matty Greco over there with the Witty Not Funny podcast has his newest episode airing, right? So you guys want to turn those notifications on so you don't miss any content, whether it's podcasts, live shows, uh, coverage, up to date with everything, signings, anything. And, of course, tons of mock drafts. I think these guys are literally like – you guys even working anymore? Like you're just sitting there doing mock drafts. I fucking love it because I got 10,000 scenarios. I like it. But Built in Buffalo's got all your guys' content uh, sponsored by PLB Sports, Ticket IQ, West Her, and Picasso's Pizza. And, of course, the proud sponsor of Duff's Famous Wings. And uh, Buffalo Blitz is still underdog fantasy. Yes, Montage? Yes, sir. And, of course, underdog promo fantasy. Code Blitz there is a code, there. Montage, if you want to say that. Yeah, promo code Blitz. Sign up for underdog fantasy, yes, the sir. best daily fantasy app in the market yep and hey it's a real free easy way to play that you can um you know hey if you're not used to the world of sports betting or daily fantasy it's a really great way to get integrated and it's it's legal in more states i don't know how that loophole really works but by all means you make it work you make it work so montage any quick comments before uh we go to some of our, our announcements that we have coming up uh yeah i think you know yeah, forever saying we beat the Jets narrowly in the second game last year. Uh, they didn't have Brees Hall in that game. I agree. I mean, Jets have uh, a roster, but uh, they're still the Jets. I mean, look at all the talent they Cleveland brings in every year, and they continue to to fail. And I think that that's the that's kind of the mentality right now. Is until they take it from us, we're not going to just give it to them just because they got something going on paper. So let's see what they can do and put it together in real life. And you know, I don't think so far. No one's been able to top the Bills uh, for the division in the last three years, and I don't think that anyone's going to be able to top the Bills for the next three, four years to come, you know, as long as Allen's staying healthy, playing at a high level. I need the Bills to become the 1990s Yankees for me, right? You know, just winning the AOEs constantly. Red Sox never have a chance, right? And then they're winning five World Series. I need five Super Bowls, but let's go in a row. You know what I'm saying? Then we'll worry about maybe six, seven, eight, nine, and ten if we get there. But let's just go and fucking do it. So – uh, Matt, what do you think, brother? Um, Josh Allen gives a signed football to every girlfriend he has, like Jared Cheater did. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because with the baseballs, <laughs> Josh, Josh, you have an opportunity to do some good things for humanity. Not that you already don't. We all know that you're the savior of Buffalo, but hey, you know what? Keep giving it to just the kids. I like, I like that he does that. He only signs for kids. Oh, That's yeah. fucking awesome because it's got to be so, dude. I'm so envious of like even, um, my girlfriend's kid legit is such a big Josh Allen fan. And it's got to be so exciting. You actually get to like get excited to watch your quarterback. Right. But JP Lossman, I fucking was debating turning the TV on. You know what I'm saying? So how blessed we are to have uh, Josh Allen at the helm Making of moments. our starting quarterback position. So let's move on to everything here. Montage. We have some big announcements here in Milton Buffalo, as well as um, Buffalo Blitz and draft day stuff. Talk to me. Uh, what content is coming out and big announcements. And then Matt, we'll talk to you about what you got coming out as well. Yeah, we just announced, uh, put out yesterday, kind of a uh, big announcement. So we're going to have the Bills chat pod on Built in Buffalo for round one. And then uh, Peter and I, uh, the Buffalo Blitz, are going to go on for rounds two and three, starting at 7 p.m. on Friday, April 28th. Uh, we've got a little bit of a lineup forming right now. Nothing 
is solidified, so I don't really want to comment on it too much. But um, oh if, no, don't uh, reveal all, that. No, no, fucking keep that a if secret. If it all comes wait to till, wait till they stop down to fruition, it's going to be awesome, and uh, I think we're going to have a great show. It's uh, five, about five hours probably of of rolling through and and kind of getting through some of the the meat of the draft. I think second and third round is some of my favorite stuff because you've been evaluating a lot of these guys who you wanted to take in the first round or debating whether or not they are first round talents. And now you have, um, you know, guys coming second and third rounds here. So we're going to uh, be able to break all that down. And I'm, I'm pumped. Montage, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying, I'm picturing you showing up on draft day and, and you got Mel Kuyper here. If you do that, <laughs> I'm telling you, I nobody needs to watch ESPN. Nobody needs to watch NFL Network. You tune into Built in Buffalo to watch this fucking guy. I'd rather hear you talk than Tony Romo, and that's saying something, right? I'd rather hear yeah. you talk than Mel. I want to see John Gruden get Mel pissed off, but I don't know if we're going to see John Gruden again. Obviously, he's a little canceled at the moment. But I think this is really exciting montage because, hey, you and Peter have studied this draft extensively. Rounds two and three, man, that's the meat and potatoes for me. Everybody's so focused on round one, but not me. I'm focusing a little bit on rounds two and three, so I'm excited about that. Now, Matt, with your podcast, when can the people see uh, your newest episodes? What else you got coming out for the world of content? Yeah, episodes dropping uh, every Sunday. Winning Not Funny Sports podcast at Winnie Sports 716. Give us a follow on Twitter. We love following back and connecting with Bill's Mafia out there. So uh, especially DF Forever. Uh, Lance, thanks for defending our honor of how we are sarcastic like 75% of the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, what the fuck um, is sarcasm? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm but we just Italian. like to have fun it's with it. We, don't, we like yeah. to have fun with it. So it, it's a it's – a, we've done it for – three years now and it's we've had some great guests on and we've been on awesome shows like the sit down uh we just we have a good time with it and it's something different it's not just like x's and o's like i mentioned at the top of the show it's we try to bring you something different are, are non-conventional you just kind of go things. with it and you bring some insight i like that because you know as much as hey the sit down is always a versatile thing you know we can come in here and be some super serious people we can also come in here and be fun but at the end of the day we keep it professional because we are we are very passionate all three of us about what we do and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have you both on here because actually both of you have been very clutch for at times, you know, uh, somebody couldn't come on or something like that. You guys were both, uh, you know, montage, obviously, as my co-host. But, Matt, thank you for stepping up plenty of times, brother. Um, I'm excited so, to hear. I'm going to have to actually tune into the, the Witty Not Funny podcast because I actually want to hear a little bit more of the humor that you guys got over there because I think I could literally <laughs> fuck around with that. You know what I mean? Kind of like The Office, it feels like. It's an for me, guys, I'm just basically <laughs> putting out some reels. I want you guys to all follow Built in Buffalo because Built in Buffalo has gigantic things coming. It's not just the live shows, but I'm telling you, as we get closer to the season montage, there's going to be some big things happening. Um, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, I think that we're going to have a tailgate show from the actual tailgate this year. I'm excited for it. So you guys that have be all been rocking with us, too, we appreciate every single one of you and uh, everybody that's liked, shared, commented. We're happy to have you in here and keep it coming. So, Montage, let's go on to our first segment that is usual here. And, Matt, this is a little thing we call bada bing, bada boom. So what's the good things that you've seen from this week in the world of sports? And let's start with Matt, special guest. Oh, don't start with me. <laughs> got to give him time to talk. Um, I'll go. I just got to do, do one thing for Lance real quick before I start. There you go. Is that Ooh. better? Beautiful. Yeah, it looks much better. <laughs> um. I, I, I'll just say, like, this is the – aside from, like, November when baseball playoffs are really going, like, this is the prime season. If you are a sports fan, 
you got NHL, NBA playoffs, you got NFL draft, you got MLB starting. Like, these are awesome months to be a sports fan. And right around the corner after the NFL draft, the Bills are going to be at one Bills drive and for OTAs and then training camps right around, like, 144 days. That doesn't seem like that much. So uh, I think I think it's a fun time to be a sports fan. So that's the, the good thing I've seen uh, in, in sports and How we just had the week. Masters, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Masters, you're right about yeah. that. Montage, what's the best thing that you've seen in the world of sports this week that's got you saying bada bing, bada boom? I started off my fantasy baseball league one and zero, so I got that through. I think I won like sixteen of the twenty categories or something. He's got so a, he's got a, definitely he's got a sub five ERA. Definitely uh, a pretty good. I think it was four seven something like that. Yeah. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, I think. You know, it's cool time right now to be a fan of kind of the, all the New York sports that I'm fans of. Like, I'm a fan of the New York Knicks. They're in the playoffs right now, uh, up 10 yeah. in the fourth quarter against the Cavs. Um, I'm a Yankees fan. Volpe just hit his first home run uh, yesterday. Judge hit one right after he did, so he couldn't the be upstaged by the youngster. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's fun. I uh, end up losing the game, though, so that's a little bit another topic. But uh, They got smacked you know, the other night, the, too. The New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres uh, are very competitive. The NHL, um, the Sabres had a really strong uh, showing. Devin Levi exactly. kind of came back or came in from college and really stepped up and gave the Sabres a lot of life. I love that kid at goalie. He's, he looks like he's going to be uh, the real deal. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a, like I say, it's a cool situation to have, you know, and then the Bills obviously in the NFL being being what they are. So it's really cool right now to, to see um, – being a sports fan in in the New York market for me right now is really enjoyable. Now, really I like one, that, Lance, real quick, Anthony. Real what's quick, up, buddy? Like, if you watch the final Sabres home game, the, what they did for Craig Anderson at the end. Yeah, no, I mean, him, legit, like, that's a really cool, good thing about sports. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm going to say too. Is I, I got two things for the for um, bada bing, bada boom. Is actually, I hear that there's going to be a healing and prayer service for Kim Pagula, um, mm, who yeah. we found out had cardiac arrest. Um, so prayers up for Kim Bagula and the entire family. But I also want to say, Tage fucking Thompson pushing 100 points for the Sabres this year. Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestad evolved his game. If this team can get some fucking goalkeeping, like if we had a Ryan Miller or Dominic Hasek, we're going to start fucking making noise with them sharpening the swords. I'm telling you, I like Tage Thompson. I like Tuck. I like what I saw from Dahlin. We're just seeing this young team reevaluating their entire culture Getting rid of lazy ass Jack Eichel, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't. I'm glad because you see guys that are legit playing some. T- I mean, Tage Thompson to me was a top ten hockey player this year. I mean, the way he played with what he had to offer, a top ten hockey player for me. So I'm really excited about what the Sabers have for their future. Um, I think that we need to just go back to the black and red uniforms more, more often, and get some fuck goalkeeping and keep bolstering up. So that's what I got for bada bing, bada boom. But real fast, now we got this one, a little something we call forget about it, which makes it the ugly things that we saw in this world uh, of sports. Buffalo wins the Yeah, if that happens, yeah. bro, like like Philadelphia people are going to come over and party because they're going to respect our game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're going to go over there. Right. That would be the day. All right, so Montage, why don't we go here first with you? What's got you saying this week? Forget about it. I saw an ugly thing in the, I'm sorry, it's all Yankees related just because I've been kind of diving into baseball pretty quick here, but one of the umpires got nailed in the back uh, from a, from a throw. Uh, Was it Andrew Hernandez? I or think not? he's, 
I think he spent some time in the hospital and whatnot, but, uh, oh, sure. you know, that was kind of an ugly, ugly scene. And I think, um, you know, the other thing is, uh, there's some, some angst, you know, some, the fans and stuff again, you know, kind of getting on players, I think, uh, you know, need to remember to be respectful. I think it's a game. They're human uh, beings too. We're all human beings. So, uh, sometimes people take it a little bit too far and, uh, uh, saw a thing when when cleveland was playing the yankees it kind of reminds you uh you know fans you gotta uh, respect the athletes i think too and then just uh you know overall you know it, it's fun to root against you know the opposing teams and the opposing fans but uh it's got to be in jest and also you know tongue-in-cheek a lot of times uh, all there to enjoy something and no matter the outcome at the end of the day we all just want to go home to our families and things so uh yeah no i, I think that, that Things that uh, are ugly are, are just, you know, people need to uh, leave the hate behind and, and come with some more love. Uh, the, the only answer approach. in the world is love and kindness. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to say that. That's it. And montage, honestly, that's fucking beautiful what you just said because that's not making me say forget about it. That's making me tell you to fucking remember this. You know what I'm saying? But, man, yeah. what has got you saying this was ugly in the world of sports? Forget about it. One thing I hate about this time of year as we lead up to playoffs and stuff is teams tanking on purpose. Mm. You mentioned yeah, it earlier, Anthony, about Josh yeah, Allen doing it for the kids, right? Signing autographs for the kids. Like, everything's about the kids. These The Sabres could have easily sat Tage Thompson, who I think was playing hurt the last 10 games. Of, but he, he was out there the last home game they do it for the kids they make mem memories and moments for fans not and every person at that for example the dallas mavericks sat Kyrie, sat luca and subsequently yeah. got fined almost a million dollars oh, for doing that insane. like the kids and and the best thing is they sat luca on slovenia night in dallas which is like i don't understand the that. worst How thing you can do People charge all halfway people. around the world to see Luka Doncic. Why did they even play. trade for Kyrie Irving? What What did they think that, uh, you know, Luka Doncic is going to be kicking out in a corner threes to Kyrie Irving? Like, he's not Ray Allen. He's over there talking to people about the earth being flat and dribbling the ball for a long time. And Luka's like, I'm used to putting up triple doubles over here, dog. Like, what are we doing? I think Luka's got to get the fuck out of Dallas, like, ASAP. Go to New York. Play for the Knicks. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> he's a good player, but he's a baby. Uh, but yeah, teams purposely tanking. I know leagues are trying to figure out how to stop that every way they can. NBA does the play-in tournament now, and I just I, I can't stand it. So yeah, I fellas, simply for me with the world of forget about it is just the fact that the Yankees got their absolute asses shelled in the first inning, and I don't even know what happened after that. I'm pretty sure it ended up being 11-2, but they nine runs in the first inning. Holy shit, you're not even supposed to give up nine runs over an entire series. So uh New York, yeah, let's uh it's all fun and dandy with you know Judge being captain and Volpe having the we need to still win games because last year we got cute with it. We were about to set records for wins in the season, and then they just start losing. So let's keep our focus over there in fucking New York, Aaron Boone. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still not hundred percent sold on that guy yet either. I'm telling you, montage. <laughs> That's a subject for another day. And by the way, I do have Segment a sponsored by Hobby Bios. Um, <laughs> what's that, buddy? <laughs> is this, is oh, this like segment sponsored by Hobby right Bios? Because he just forgets about everything. <laughs> he's just wandering out there. That dude was like one of the best fielders. He was one of the best hitters. And now all of a sudden it's like he's just in the news for the, like sucking. That, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like he's not even paying baseball's attention. A tricky like, sport. He doesn't know how many outs there are or anything. It's just funny. A lot of young talent in baseball, though, and honestly, baseball is definitely getting to be a little bit more exciting with the fact that the shift is now gone. So I feel like we're going to start seeing players actually hitting for average instead of, 
you know, the Joey Gallo 100 average and 48 home runs and 3,000 strikeouts in a season. You know what I'm saying? But we got ourselves here coming up. Montage, this next segment of getting saucy, my friend. Is there anything else you want to talk about real fast? Any other uh, announcements where people could tune in to see you next? Nah. No, this is the big this is the big time of the show, baby. Let's get into it. Yep, 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 yep. So you guys want to know something? I always talk about, am I going to come at this with a nice guy stance? Am I going to come at this with a little bit of an energetic stance? Let me tell you something. Mac Jones lost the locker room. Yay. We all fucking know that because you want to know something? New England's going, yay, baby, zap. Like, here comes Jesus again. Stop with the fucking change into the quarterback. It's not Tom Brady anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's a different white quarterback, okay? Mac Jones is fat. He's a disgusting prick. He's a disgrace to the AFC East, and I don't want to fuck. If he wants to fight, I'm here. And I got, give me your address, Mac. I'll come to Boston, and I'll, I'll, I'll get by Boston fans if that means get, beating the shit out of Mac Jones. I'm just saying it right now. I'm serious about that. But let me tell you something, fellas. This is why the Bills are the team. You think anybody ever is questioning Josh Allen on that fucking uh, on that team? No. But you know who is questioned? Zach Wilson. You know who is questioned? Mac Jones. You know who is questioned? Tua Tungavite. Whatever the fuck. Right? Josh Allen, he's just sitting pretty back there. He's still leaping. You know what I'm saying? So, Mac Jones, fucking Lee Ray New York, buddy. You want to come on down? I'm not going to get you any chicken wings or any fucking reviews. Don't expect any sort of nice treatment. But, hey, Mac Jones, this is me telling you I'm getting saucy. Whew. Honestly, I felt like I was actually going like, to punch him there for a second. I felt I felt <laughs> like I actually released some anger. So, maybe you guys uh, change the name like of the segment to Mac Attack. <laughs> Mac Attack? Yeah, I honestly, oh, just like imagine he walks out his front door and it's just like he, boom, right to the back. Like, sorry, Mac, you're not walking outside today. I just, I'm not a violent person, ladies and gentlemen. I don't condone hate whatsoever, but I will tell you this much. If you show hatred for Mac Jones and the Patriots, it's a thousand percent legal. Like, it's okay. Like, we don't frown upon it. You know what I mean? But don't be a dickhead like Montage was saying either. When we win, show some class and humility because... Me and Montage were like high five and Titans fans on the way out saying, hey, you guys played a good game, even though they didn't fucking play a good game. But low-key, we won, so why be a dickhead about it when we could just enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? Let's enjoy the, the world of positivity and a little bit of love and kindness. And, of course, a little bit of sarcasm in this world ain't that bad. But, hey, guys, that is going to do it for us here. Now, Matt Greco, I'm going to let you take a little uh, airtime here to tell people where they can find you next. Anything else, social medias, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah, when you're not funny sports podcast dropping tomorrow, like I mentioned throughout the show and every Sunday um, at Woody Sports 716, Twitter, Instagram. We don't do much on Instagram, but Twitter's the main one and also Facebook. Uh, you can follow us as there. We just post our podcast pretty much. Also, we have a T-shirt store. We have a ton of cool designs. Speaking of uh, Devin Levi, we just released a, a Devin Levi one. If you Google search Teespring, that's T-E-E spring. And then Witty Not Funny, all one word. Uh, we're like the first result. So uh, check out our apparel store. We have crewnecks, hoodies, all colors, all sizes. We got a lot of cool designs, a lot of original designs. So uh, actually all original designs. I shouldn't like. Hey, showing support to it, man. Like that, it's but, always nice, guys. And of course, it was fall. You know, um, love connecting. I like what I'm seeing from Matt too, man. It's great to have you back on here again. And you're more than welcome to come in and sit down anytime. You got to have me on that witty not funny shit because I think I yeah. legit do this thing where 
It's not once a week I'm going to do this about Mac Jones. It might be a once a day thing. That felt like I relieved some fucking stress just now. I might honestly be a normal person for the rest of the night. Just saying. But montage, my friend, talk to us. Where can we see you next? What's going on? And give us the floor. Yeah, I'll be on the Buffalo Blitz Tuesday, um, 8 o'clock, and uh, all over Built in Buffalo uh, media. So come and uh, check us out. I'm at Mafia Montage on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me and all of our great content creators at Built in Buffalo. Uh, along with that, go check out uh, Matt mentioned Teespring. Also, Built in Buffalo has a shop there. Check that out. Got a lot of cool designs. I've been wearing my Brandon Bean shirt a lot lately, and uh, it's time for that. So uh, a lot of cool stuff. Like got Brandon a Bean's wearing a shirt. Montage, you got it. Yeah, that's right. You should. Um, all, all the good stuff out there. So like, share the podcast, please. Uh, out here, we're, we're presented by Duff's Famous Wings and, and Go Bills. And guys, um, I love every single one of you out there for liking, sharing, and being in here and hanging out with us. And Matt, again, thank you so much. Montage, thank you so much. Two of these guys, you guys. are very hard work and passionate Bills fans who at the end of the day are good people. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it may be, and get with us all here at Built in Buffalo because I'll tell you what, we got nothing but the biggest things coming, just like our Buffalo Bills. So from all of us here in the sit-down, we say to you guys, go Bills, God bless, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And again, Bills by Bill and go Bills.